When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So yesterday over on my Patreon page, I received a question from from one of my patrons by the name of Brian. And the question is as follows. Hey, Matt, we hear about black swan events happening on channels like yours quite often. I'm curious to know what events, be they general or specific, that you believe are most likely to occur. I know they're called black swans for a reason. But there are those who claim to have foreseen Bear Stearns and Lehman going under. Just wondering what, if anything, you see in your proverbial crystal ball. It's a great question from Brian, and, and I do have some different thoughts on that. Maybe a couple different specific things that I think certainly will be uh, unexpected by a lot of people, catch a lot of people off guard. But, but first of all, I'm, I'm sure there are some viewers, some listeners that are a little bit murky on the whole definition of a black swan event in the first place. That's understandable. But basically, you know, a black swan event is in a, generally a negative event. It has a very negative, I guess, impact on society, the economy, the world, uh, a single country. It has a negative impact. It's also generally catches people off guard. It's very unexpected. You know, some people would say random. I, I think more often than not, it's not random. Maybe it's a, there's a little bit of randomness in terms of this day versus this day versus this day. But I think sometimes people see it as random because beforehand, the cause and effect isn't super clear. But in, in, in hindsight, we can see the cause and effect, pretty clear line between the two uh, things. And also we can see that this was probably going to happen regardless. It wasn't necessarily a random event. So, for example, the one that he brought up, Lehman Brothers. If, if we were talking in, let's say, January 2008, prior to the, the collapse of Lehman Brothers, it would probably be difficult to for sure see a cause and effect relationship between subprime mortgage crisis um, and uh, a collapse of a major bank like Lehman Brothers, especially if we were to say that this subprime crisis is going to lead to a collapse of Lehman Brothers. That'd be pretty difficult to make that. But in hindsight, and maybe people did, maybe it was a little bit broader in terms of maybe they said there's going to be a banking crisis or a financial crisis or something. But in hindsight, 10 years later, 10 plus years later, we can say, well, yeah, it's kind of a clear line between the subprime crisis to the broader financial crisis and the stock markets, money markets, et cetera. And that eventually led to the downfall of Lehman Brothers. A little bit clearer and clearer in hindsight. So I don't think they're random. Another good example would be the Brexit vote in, in 2016, the summer of 2016. A lot of people saw that as a black swan event as well. And yet the the recipe or, or the conditions for it existed well for a long time. I mean, it. I, I don't know the particulars of it in terms of, I know for a long time the, the vote to remain in the EU was leading the polls for a very long time or it looked like they were going to. And then once it got closer to the election, maybe it looked like it's going to be closer to 50-50. And then at the end of the day, the, the Brexit vote just had a, a greater turnout and they won. But the conditions were in place. I don't think it was a random 
it was a random act that that more people voted or more people showed up to vote to leave the EU than those that voted to remain. So this whole randomness argument, I don't quite buy into. And I do think that we do have some ability to make maybe maybe more general observations or predictions about black swans. And occasionally maybe we can make some about a little bit more specific events in the future. So what I wanna do here is, is talk about four different categories of black swan events and give my thoughts on what I kind of see maybe over the next six months, over the next year in terms of black swans that could come up. But there are, remember, there are so many that could come up that I'm not going to list because that's the nature of black swans. Maybe it's just not in one of my areas of focus. Maybe it's just a blind spot of me and so many others. And who knows, the next major black swan, like at Lehman Brothers, could be something that nobody sees beforehand. And it could develop within a matter of of, of hours or days. Um, Whereas, uh, you know, with Lehman Brothers, maybe some people, uh, at least at the top, had a little bit more warning. You know, it's, it's, it's unclear, but, but I don't know. I'll go through these different lists and, and, and you guys can tell me what you think and, and add to this list down below in the comment section. First of all, I want to start off with a black swan category that I think sometimes gets overlooked, uh, but it's natural disasters. And that can be a lot of different things. And I should add, you know, you could also add natural disasters. Um, it's not just that because when you think of natural disasters, what do you think of like hurricanes, earthquakes, volcanoes, stuff like that? Um, also add like human related disasters. And, and basically what I'm talking about that is is things like major um, epidemics, right? Major uh, d disease levels. You know, if we had another Spanish flu outbreak in 2018, 2019, um, that would be a, a major black swan if it were to take on a similar death toll uh, that it did back in, what was it, 1918. And so I think natural disasters is an important one to keep in mind. Um, oftentimes very difficult to predict. You know, for example, like try predicting when there's going to be an earthquake in, uh, you know, along the San Andreas Fault. Very difficult to predict those types of things. Um, even, even hurricanes, which I don't think will be as destructive. I don't think they quite qualify as black swan events because even the most uh, powerful of them have limited effect on the markets and whatnot. But, you know, even they're hard to predict until they're, you know, uh, well on their way towards towards uh, a land mass, okay? But the natural disasters is something to keep in mind. Um, and, and so right now, I mean, I, I'm not going to say prepare for something like an eruption of the super volcano under Yellowstone, because that could happen now. It could happen a thousand years from now. It could happen never. Right. Same thing goes for things like earthquakes, hurricanes. Um, I don't have a ton of thoughts on those uh, meteors. Um, you know, the one that I would say to, to maybe keep an eye on would be something like the ongoing Ebola outbreak in, in uh, I think it's the Democratic Republic, Republic of the Congo. Um, not necessarily because I think Ebola is going to become a worldwide pandemic, epidemic, whatever the correct terminology is. Um, but... I do, I do think it has the potential to spread beyond its borders, even beyond the borders of Africa as a whole, into uh, Europe and, and, and the United States and, and some other Western countries. Uh, from there, I don't think it's going to become a, a major um, a major force, you know, killing hundreds of thousands of people worldwide. I think uh, the WHO and the CDC and whatnot are, are going to be on top of it in that sense. But if we were to have, let's say, a thousand cases in the United States, 
or Europe or something like that. That'd be something uh, sufficient, I think, to spook the market some because of of just how spooked people get about those types of things. The spread of 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 you guys remember swine flu or bird flu or or now we, we have Ebola once again. Um, those types of things have the potential, I think, to spook markets if it gets bad enough and if there's enough worry of of it just going uh, global and, and, and just um, taking on a significant death toll in Western countries, at least. Uh, number two on this list would be geopolitical. Now, these ones are a little bit easier to, to see coming or a little bit easier to talk about than something like an earthquake. Okay, But geopolitical, um, what usually comes to mind is, is things like wars and conflicts and and i guess to speak to that 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 the the ones that i kind of see playing out right now that that i think are interesting um well i'll I'll go to three different areas okay first of all north korea i i i don't think we've heard the last out of north korea in terms of of um aggressive speech towards the united states relations have been doing very well um, under the Trump presidency, or at least, you know, over the last uh, six months or, or five months or whatever. And I'm happy for that. I, I'm glad that we're not on a war path with North Korea. Um, but, you know, the pessimist in me says that, hey, we're not done with this yet. And, and North Korea could be playing us. They could be, they they could still try and fake us out yet. Um, I hope not, but it's something to keep, on, keep an eye on. I think a lot of already markets are kind of pricing in uh, peace on the Korean Peninsula. But if all of a sudden it gets bad again, um, I don't think Trump and his advisors will will uh, handle that very well, right? I think they very well very well might handle that as well. This peace, um, these peace talks, this was your last chance, and 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 we're going to, I don't know, conduct a false flag, or, or we're going to attack you, or we're going to cut you off and almost force your hand, or something like that. Um, that's what I think uh, very well could happen if North Korea you know, pulls out of these peace talks and kind of goes back to their old ways. Um, another area to keep an eye on would be the South China Sea. Um, it, it is very important to China, a uh, very important waterway for China. And I'm not going to get into the, politi- uh, the political side of it, but you know the U.S. is actively trying to, to um, fight their control over, over that region. And you know I think there's a chance that, that I don't know, Things could not erupt into a full blown war, but you know, if tensions were to rise there, um, that would that could be a potential flashpoint. Not not for another world war. I don't think it's going to get to that point. But you know, if let's say a single fighter jet was was shot down by one side or the other, or a single uh, rocket or something was launched, you know, that would be enough to to catch people's interest, right? To to spook uh, investors, etc. Um, just because of of the fact that the U.S. and China are both kind of superpowers in, in, in today's world. Um, you know, I said three areas. I, I'm going to add one other area just because it, it comes to mind here. Pakistan and India, it's, it's I think, a border. It's a, a, a conflict or, or tensions that, that oftentimes get overlooked. But Pakistan and India have a poor history. Um, they oftentimes just do not like each other. <laughs> and they both have nuclear weapons. So that's kind of the big issue there. And, and maybe that's part of the reason that they've actually haven't fought major land wars in a long time but something to keep an eye on um again i hope for peace in the region but there's always a potential for something to go wrong there's always potential for a black swan the final area is of course the middle east um i think this one is is a little bit more certain than the others uh by no means a certainty but i think 
the U.S. is still looking to to escalate uh, tensions in the Middle East. Uh, now, this this can take a lot of different forms. It could take a, a greater intervention in Syria as the Syrian civil war winds down. It could take on the shape of a direct confrontation with with Iran. Take on uh, the, the the form of of the U.S. doing taking some sort of action in uh, Yemen. It could take the shape of of uh, Israel taking action in uh, Lebanon potentially with the U.S.'s support. You know, a lot of different ways that this could go. Um, and, of course, Russia plays into this as well. What is Russia going to do? Are they going to do something like take action along with Syria against uh, Israeli airstrikes within Syrian uh, borders? Right, The whole argument that that Israel that somehow it's illegal as long as Israel is, is firing the rockets at Irani or Syrian forces outside of Syrian airspace is, is just bogus. Well, you know, they're supplying them with new new, uh, you know, um, surface air missiles, you know, at the S-300 system, which is very advanced, not as advanced as the S-400, which is which is what Russia uses. But, um, you know, something like that, if, if Syria uh, or Russia were to shoot down an Israeli uh, jet, that would... Uh, that would make things interesting, to say the least. Um, next one on this list is political. Political black swans. And mostly what we're going to be talking about here is the United States, because I'm not super duper familiar with, with other ones around the world. Although, you know, there are some that we can keep an eye on, something like um, Italy and, and their domestic politics or the EU as a whole. Very interesting things, as well as European elections in general, to, to see if this... Um, I guess, move to the right continues. You know, that, that was kind of a big theme there for a while. We had the Brexit vote. If you want to consider that a move to the right, you had the, um, you know, the, the candidacy of Marine Le Pen. And, and, and more recently, you had this uh, coalition between a, a, a right and a leftist party in Italy, the, the Five Star Movement and, and the, uh, what is it, Northern, um, Northern Alliance, I think it is. Uh, you know, those types of political things in Europe are interesting to keep an eye on. Here in the United States, I, I would say, you know, the, the, the big one on the list would be turmoil surrounding the Trump presidency. Again, this could take so many different forms because his, his presidency is, is unpredictable, to say the least. Um, but, you know, if you had it come out that a major high-ranking official, and when I'm saying high-ranking, I'm talking about somebody like Sessions, Mattis, Pence, um, Kelly, somebody like that were to come out and, and really speak out against the president or, or resign and, and, and kind of join this whole resistance against the president. You know, that, that I don't think would bode well for, for his future um, stability. There's also the, the chance that if after the elections here in the United States, and that's a big political thing to keep an eye on as well, the black swans, if, if Democrats were to completely retake the House and Senate and something like that. And and then, you know, the big threat, I think, that would be in a lot of, back of a lot of people's minds would be impeachment of the president, even if it's not warranted. That's what they're going to head towards, I think. And so that could be a political black swan event as well. And finally, we come to the final category here, which I find to be, I think, most interesting is economic slash financial black swans. Now, right now, I would say the number one source of a black swan, I'll put two out there, emerging markets, obviously. You guys probably aren't surprised by that. Um, black swan events coming from emerging markets. Um, the big one on the list would be China, if you consider an emerging market. Um, some major crisis in 
China and 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 if that if that were to happen, if if China were to have some sort of a financial crisis, that their central bank was unable to or choose chose not to uh, mitigate or to to try and stop, um, that I think could lead to a global financial crisis very quickly, just because of how important China's economy and their financial system is to the global financial system, the global economy. So that would be one place to look is emerging markets as a whole, as well as China, especially China. The other one would be the EU. And again, this could be spillover from emerging markets like Turkey. It also could be um, in reaction to domestic or, or, or things happening within the EU. So for instance, Italy and their ongoing um, fight with, with the EU. It could be uh, it could be Deutsche Bank finally collapsing. You know, even though they're like a dead bank walking, you know, something like that. Um, now, now for something like Deutsche Bank to, to collapse or another major European bank and, and you name it, there are a lot of major ones out there that are very unhealthy. Um, you need maybe a small to meet moderate size catalyst. So, for instance, if, if you had a collapse of, of, of Turkey's economy or their currency to, to an even greater extent than what we've seen this year, then yeah, that could spread to to a major uh, you know, a Spanish bank or French bank or something like that, and and that in turn could spread to you know major German banks, UK banks, um, and then we're off to the races in terms of a contagion. Uh, so that would be one place I'd look to as well. Now here in the United States, economic financial black swan events. Now the contagion, the the the, the chance of a contagion is real. And it's something to keep in mind. Um, And I don't necessarily buy into the narrative that U.S. banks are all that much healthier than European banks. But European banks are worse, I I think. I think. Um, I think they are worse off. They're not as healthy as U.S. banks. But U.S. banks, I don't think, are healthy by any means. I think they're they're still very prone to financial crises and and contagions and whatnot. And so we have to keep that, be, be cognizant of that. Um, I, I would, what I would think of as over the next 12 months as potentially, I don't know, rocking the boat here in the United States would be something like that. Um, I'd also think of something related to, uh, debt, whether it's the national debt, whatever, but, but, you know, for example, let's say one of the rating agencies were to downgrade the United States and our debt worthiness, that could be a major black swan. Um, especially if it was unrelated to something like a debt ceiling. Because I think they've done it before, but it was related to to debt ceiling talks. Um, if it just happened just because we're taking on more and more debt and taking in less money, uh, that could be major. Um, you know, other than that, there's not huge ones that, that come to mind. I mean, there is things like the pension crisis, which I don't think it's a black swan because so many people see it happening in slow motion as we speak right now. And it probably wouldn't, come to full fruition until after some sort of a major uh, black swan that, that would rock the markets. Um, we, we could see some sort of a, a black swan in the sense that the stock markets uh, were to, to crash or if the bond markets crashed. Either of those events, um, especially if it was just because traders kind of realized that both assets were just overvalued. Um, that, that would be an interesting black swan of, uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, other than that, you know, nothing really comes to mind for here in the United States right now. I guess the fi- the final one that I think would be interesting to 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 think about maybe do some research on your uh, by yourself is the shale oil sector. 
um, I encourage you to go over to Steve St. Angelo's website, srsrockreport.com, um, and, and kind of read up on this whole shale, shale oil boom and eventual bust here in the United States. Uh, basically, the, the whole shale oil sector in the United States is is drowning in more and more debt. They need to take on more and more debt to to try and increase production, but they're falling behind. They're not able to keep up. If oil prices continue to fall, um, I I think there is is going to be major trouble for the shale oil sector in the future, and and the defaults that could could occur as a result of that uh, crisis within that sector here in the United States could set off a broader crisis. It could be a major, major event, but uh, but Steve definitely would be the guy to look to for, for a little bit more detail on that. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video. I'd love to hear your thoughts on black swan events. What are they gonna, when are they gonna happen? What are they gonna look like? Just throw it out there. Maybe you're gonna throw something out there that, that just hasn't occurred to me before or occurred to a viewer before. Throw it out there. This is kind of interesting stuff to talk about. I get it. Black swans in nature, we're not supposed to be able to say it, see them beforehand, but we can still speculate on this. And 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 uh, you know, I, I like like this like this. Uh, Brian said in my in my uh, over on my Patreon, uh, there are people that have, have claimed to foresee the collapse of Bear Stearns or, or Lehman Brothers. You know, maybe specifically, maybe not. Maybe it's just kind of broader prediction. But things like the subprime bubble, mortgage crisis, and whatnot, I think people saw that coming. They they sounded the warning. Um, the alarm on that uh, well before it, it uh, caused a full-blown financial crisis. And I think this time around, the the ultimate black swan event, that's going to be a big part of what would take down our economy and our markets uh, in the future. I'm sure it's already been been seen. It's already been, uh, the, the alarm's already been sounded about it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts though on this video down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.